Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce One of the most commonly asked questions that I get is how to study the Bible. How do we approach the Bible? Do we need to have a fancy, expensive study Bible? Do we need to have a pastor or a scholar? Is it all about what God's revealing to me? And and, and do, do, do was it just about a personal relationship and just about a personal relationship? Do, do you read stuff and you get confused when studying the Bible? I've been there, done it all, all the above. And on this video, I'm going to help you guys explain how I study the Bible, how you can study the Bible. I'm going to give you three free tools. You don't need a fancy study Bible like I have the ESV right here. How to understand some of the original language and the language barriers there. All of that on this video. So make sure you watch till the end. Now, some of you guys know my story a tad bit. I grew up Armenian Orthodox, very hostile towards God because at one point, believe it or not, I was an altar boy in the Armenian Orthodox church and there was some church hurt that happened and some things went down and my family walked away from the church and I grew up very hostile to God. So when I started hearing about God later on through hip-hop music, ironically enough, specifically about Jesus, it was through Tupac and DMX in the late 90s. And then I had these neighbors around me that got saved, Sheree Jackson. Shout out to you, Sheree, if you're watching. And they all got saved, and they folks prophesied over me, told me I was going to do things for God. And over time, God slowly started working on my heart and found myself freshman year having quite a few like Christian friends, but self professing agnostic atheist. Sophomore year, I was dating a Jehovah's Witness girl, and I was also talking to a Christian girl that I had broken up with. And so I was going to like a seeker-friendly church on Sunday mornings, and I was also studying the reasoning for the scriptures and looking at their Bible. And I really had to work out this idea of who is Jesus, right? And so I'm going to get into specifically what happened and how I did that. But before I get into that, I got to give you guys just some of the basics. So here's a few basics on how to study the Bible, okay? Here are the, the, the things that many of us do wrong, and I did wrong far too long, and I don't want you to do wrong if you're new to the faith, if you're coming back to the faith. Um, I said Jesus. Okay, so when you're reading the scriptures, you want to you, 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 you figure out what do they mean What's the context or what is a healthy hermeneutic? Hermeneutic is just proper understanding, proper context of what's happening in the scriptures. Okay, so eisegesis, which is what many of us do, is when we infer our meaning, we draw meaning into the scriptures. I started out doing it, so I would read the Bible and I would go, well, I think this means this. Right? Or, or you guys ever been in a Bible study and you guys read a passage and you're sitting there and you're reading a passage and you read it and then somebody goes, so what did that mean to you? 
<laughs> right? No, no, no. Like, what did it mean? What is the meaning of it? What, 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 what are we talking about? What is this saying? Right? So, eisegesis is when we are taking our presuppositions, our meanings, and we're inferring it into scripture. If I'm saying something in a conversation in real life, and I say something, and you say, "Oh, what you really mean is this." No, 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 no. I, I said what I said. You could ask me what I meant, but you don't get to infer what I meant. You create all kinds of conflicts in your own pers- personal life, by the way. So, free tip: don't do this to people. Don't infer your meaning on what you think they're saying it's not good it's not healthy so don't do the ice of jesus most of us start there most of us read and says this is what this means to me okay no what does it really mean so the second thing is narsa jesus okay narsa jesus is when you are infusing yourself into the scriptures right whenever you read a story and you think every scripture is about you (laughs) right you read david and you're like yeah david goes and beats goliath i'm david and uh goliath are my problems right (laughs) right like you read the scripture and it's and you it's always about you and this is a lot of modern day mega church pastors i'm not trying to dunk on mega church pastors but it's a lot of like here here's a story and i'm gonna make it about you and your destiny and your future it's narsa jesus it's not healthy to always read scriptures. The, the the story of David, most of the stories in the Old Testament are actually foreshadowing of Jesus, meaning that when you're reading David and you're reading David going and fight Goliath, right? And you are reading it and thinking you're David and your problems or whatever your obstacles are Goliath. <laughs> like the actual healthy interpretation of that is David is a little Christ. David is a foreshadowing of what Jesus is going to do. David is Jesus. Uh, The enemy is Goliath, or sin is Goliath, and we are the cowards and the afraid ones and the incapable ones of doing anything about Goliath. That's a more biblically gospel-centered view of that, right? You're not inserting it. And again, so we read Proverbs, and obviously there's certain stuff in Proverbs, there's certain stuff in the wisdom literature that, that we are going to connect with. We're going to connect more with the Psalms. But when you're talking about the totality of the scriptures, don't, don't keep reading it and just like, ah, I'm the, I'm the hero. If you're always the hero, when you read the scriptures, there's a problem. There's narcissistic Jesus. Don't be narcissistic. The next one is healthy exegesis. What is the meaning of, of this passage. What is actually happening here? What is this actually saying? Not what do I want it to say, me inferring my meaning, or me thinking it's all about me, Jesus. No, what is the actual exegesis of this passage? Okay, so you have to create a degree of intellectual humility. You got to create a, hey, the world doesn't revolve around you. The world revolves around God. God is the center of the universe, not you. I know we've been taught that we're one-of-a-kind snowflakes with fifth-place trophies and participation awards, right? But no, God's at the center of the universe, and we are coming and we're saying, okay, what is the meaning of this passage, right? And the last one, which I say all the time, Scripture has to interpret Scripture. Don't just quote me a single verse, because you can take a, a this using these methods, I said Jesus, not said Jesus, you can take a single verse and make it mean whatever you want it to mean right? But when we're looking at the totality of scripture, then we have to say, hey, I can't just independently approach this verse, pull it out, and make a whole theology around it. And theology just means the study of God. Doctrine just means teaching. Scripture has to interpret scripture, meaning that we're looking at it at the totality of scripture. When you're reading the story of David, consider the gospel. When you're reading the Proverbs, consider the gospel, right? And no one thing is saying 
Uh, no one verse makes up all theology. There's great verses that we could pull from John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, right? It's a great verse to kind of summarize the gospel, but you want to look at the totality of scripture and scripture has to interpret scripture. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. That's great. But Ruslan, what do you what do you think is the word of God? Like, what do you what is the, the Bible to you? Great question. I thought you'd never ask. OK, I like Tim Mackey's explanation of this. The word of God, the Bible, OK, is a collection of writings, letters, primarily in the New Testament, history, prov- uh, proverbs, language. And it's and it's man and God. He uses this illustration right here. He uses this. It's man and God coming together to write. So it's God using man to speak through people. So you actually see the personalities of these different writers. You see the personality of Paul in contrast to the personality of Peter. And even Peter goes, man, you know, some of Paul's stuff is hard to understand, right? Paul, very educated, knew, you know, a lot, was very well-versed in culture. And Peter was a fisherman, right? And he was a a simpler person. It's a paradox, right? I know it's like, it's not them blacking out and going into a spasm and writing the scriptures with their eyes rolling in the back of their head. That's that's not what happened. These these were people writing letters, writing poetry, and God was inspiring them and com- coming together with them, which is a, a beautiful picture of what the Bible is. It, it is inspired, okay? The message is inerrant. It has been preserved. And I think we have to approach it with a degree of humility and say, okay, what is this saying? Now, those are that that is the way that that I'm going to approach the scripture. Now let's let me walk you through my actual process. So this is where I was at flashback sophomore year. I am debating is Jesus God? Sound familiar? I read the Bible, I said, no, it's clear. Jesus is the Son of God. No, Jesus is the Son of God. It's the Son of God. What do you mean? It's the Son of God. And somebody told me, hey man, go read the Gospel of John. Don't read it in, in the Jehovah's Witness translation. <laughs> read it in any other translation. And read just, just read the Gospel of John. Some of you guys are coming back to the faith. Some of you guys are new to the faith. Some of you guys are Jesus curious. Start at the Gospel of John. Read the Gospel of John. Just keep on reading because it really does help you identify who Jesus is very clearly. And I'm going to give you guys my way of approaching. I'm going to give you guys some, some three free tools with a bonus tool at the very end. John chapter 1. Here we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines into the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. One, this is talking about the beginning. Okay, remember we talked about scripture interpreting scripture. This is also a nod to Genesis. So this is a parallel to the to the creation story in a kind of a poetic form from John. Now, if we keep reading, we all know the famous verse right at verse 14. The word became flesh and blood and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. That's step one, obviously. Read the scripture. Now, I'm going to give you guys my, my first free tool. The first free tool is actually an app, and there's a web browser version. It's the Version Bible app. Now, you guys are like, oh, Ruslan, boo, really going to tell us about Version? Okay, just, just listen to me. The dope part about Version is that there's an audio section that most people don't know is there. What does that mean? That means that I can 
listen. And I love, 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 love listening to the Bible. So check this out. If, you, if you're on the app, you can scroll down at the bottom of it. You'll see this little play button. Now watch this. Here I'm on the web browser. And by the way, you can log in. You can connect it. You, you, I can literally play it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. How stinking cool is that? A lot of times, you guys ask me, Rusan, how do you read your Bible? I, 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 a lot of times, I'm not wasn't the best reader growing up. I don't know if you guys know this. And I'm going to get into English being my second language here in a second. But yo, a lot of times, I hop on and I listen to the, the, the scriptures. I love listening to the scriptures because it, it just makes it kind of come alive a little different for me, right? So the first free Bible study tool I think all of you guys should take advantage of is the version, but specifically the audio section of the version. especially if you're walking with Jesus for a long time. Check out the audio version of version because it'll kind of make it feel different. And you could do multiple translations. You can compare translations so we can like hit that Bible verse and you can look at it at all the different translations. Some of you guys are like, what translation do I read? I read everything from the ESV when I'm studying to the New King James Version to the NIV. I love it, right? So when I'm driving to the gym in the morning, I'm either listening to gospel music or I'm listening to my daily proverb or I'm listening to something else I'm studying. So that version app is really, 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 really fire. So that's the first free tool. Now, the second tool is something that a lot of folks don't know about, which I was shocked that you guys know about this amazing free app. If you guys don't know, my first language is Russian. I grew up speaking Russian up until six when me and my family came to America. We're Armenian. We came out as refugees in 1991, and I go to San Diego, and that's when I first started getting exposed to English. I literally learned English through rap music and watching cartoons as a kid. What I know as someone who speaks Russian, and, and I also speak English, is that Things can get lost in translation. Things can get mixed up with how we're reading scriptures when we don't understand the just a, a basic rudimentary understanding of the original language. Now, the scriptures are written in Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, and if you're looking at like the Ethiopian church and their canon, they also have some Latin in there. Okay, so there's a couple different languages. They're written across multiple years, and so the gospel of John is written in the language of Greek. Now, when I first came to Jesus, we didn't get to have a Greek translation just available on our phones. But right now, there's this incredible app, incredible tool that I, I got to make sure you guys are up on. this. And again, this, this is how you get rid of a lot of the confusion with even the conversations we're having about the Trinity. This, this, this translation of um, oh, I, YouTube University is the second one. Okay. The Blue Letter Bible. The Blue Letter Bible is phenomenal. It's an app right on your on your uh, phone called the Blue Letter Bible, or you can go to the website. So let's do this. So let's go back to John. And we're just going to go to the Blue Letter Bible. We're going to punch in John 1. And here is the, this is called an interlinear translation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay. Why is this, why is this cool? Because we can now click on that word, the beginning, or God or right, you see what I'm saying? And so what I do is I'll go and I'll look, I'll look up the definitions of the meaning of the word and all that kind of stuff. So this this word word in the recent controversy we saw play out on the Trinity, people are like, well, the word is it's just the it's just the word. It's just well, God Jesus is the word of God. But if we click on the actual definition and we go here and, and we'll find out the word is logos, 
right? The words logos. And we look, okay, what does the logos mean in the original Greek? So it does mean of speech, a word uttered by a living voice, embodies a conception or idea. Ooh, embodies a conception or idea, a word, the sayings of God, a decree, mandate, or order. The moral precepts given by God, the moral precepts given by God, what is declared, a thought declaration, right? And it goes on and on and on. And what you quickly discover is that word, word, means much more than just spoken speech. That word, word, the logos is the embodiment of God. It is the fullness of God. It is is the physical nature of God in a body. So it's much more than just, oh, Jesus is the spoken word of God. No, no, no. He's way more than that. According to this, he is the decree, the mandate, the order of God. Okay. He is the moral precepts of God. He is right. You see see what I'm saying? So so now this is going to come to life. And if you read in the English, and I'm not saying you need to know the Greek, but this is an incredible tool. If you read in English, you go, oh yeah, Jesus is the word of God. No, no, no. But the word of God is completely different than you getting a prophetic word or you saying a word. It's not the same thing. Okay. It's way more than that. And a lot of times we miss it because we, we, there's a, there's a language barrier between Greek and English. And we have a great way to understand it at all, at the freaking tip of your fingertips. You can just grab your phone and go, Oh, I wonder what this verse means. And you can just read through and go, Oh, logos. And then you can go down the rabbit hole of well, what is logos? Oh, logos is where we get our word logo from. What is a logo? Well, when you think of the Nike check, what is the Nike check? The Nike check is the embodiment of the company or the entity of Nike. So when you see Nike, the the, the check, it is synonymous with the corporation, with the entity of Nike, right? It's not it's not separate. It, 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 it is one and the same. The, the, our word logo comes from the Greek word logos. You see how that completely diminishes any confusion? As a 10th grader dating a Jehovah's Witness, arguing with people, Jesus is not God, Jesus is not God, he's the son of God. Why do we keep saying he's God? And you just read it and you go, oh, because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And then the word became flesh and blood and dwelt among us. That Jesus is so much more than just the spoken word of God. Jesus, the, the, the logos is the fullness, the embodiment of God. Now we could do this. Check this out. Now in the logos, in the, in, the, in the logos, in the Blue Letter Bible app, we can then go down and we can say, okay, now let's look at other definitions of this word logos. And you can go down and look at all the other times the word logos is used. If we go to Hebrews. Here's another one, right? For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to, uh, even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. Ooh, that's good. For the word of God is alive and active. For the logos of God, right? Jesus is the logos. For the logos of God is alive and active. We read this and we think, oh, this is talking about the written scriptures. No, no, that's a different word. Right? That's a different word. The written scriptures is a different word than logos. Jesus, Jesus is alive and active, sharper than any double, double-edged sword. It, he penetrates. You see, you, see, you see how this starts to come alive and you go, whoa, this is talking about the logos. Jesus is the logos. Jesus is the manifestation, the fullness, the representation, the bodily placement of God on this side of eternity is Jesus. Woo. Okay, so we talked about you version, the audio version. We talked about uh, uh, 
Blue Letter Bible. And the last one I got to tell you about uh, is YouTube University. YouTube University. Oh my gosh. We have such incredible resources with YouTube University. What am I talking about? Okay, so if I'm going to read the Gospel of John, I want to know the context of what's happening. And one of the best ways you can figure out the context of what's happening is by searching something on YouTube University. And I recommend the Bible Project. I don't endorse everything that they, they've they ever said or done. I don't, you know, even John Calvin said 80%. 80% is what most theologians are going to get right. But the Bible Project has some really good stuff. So I'll look up Bible Project. I'll show you guys right here. Bible Project, John. And a lot of times before I approach a book, I'll just go to the Bible Project and I'll understand just the overall summary of the scriptures. This is what John is about. And they go over it and they do these little cartoons. It's a dope resource to get a very surface level understanding of what is the book of John about. What is this book about, right? And you just understand a very surface level. And then when you dig in, you understand at the very least who's it written to. Why is it being written? What is the context of when it's being written, right? And you start understanding, oh, okay, this was written for a specific reason to a specific people at a specific time. Ah, I get it now, right? And then you are approaching it with a little bit of commentary. Again, free. Before this, you'd have to own an $80 ESV study Bible to pull open and figure out, okay, what is the... What is the Gospel of John about? Who's it being written to? Right? It's, it's, it's understanding the history of the scriptures and all that kind of stuff. But now with stuff like the Bible Project, it's incredible. You could also look up guys like Mike Winger does an incredible Bible study of the Gospel of Mark. So if you're looking at the Gospel of Mark and you want to go through the Gospel of Mark, you could check out Mike Winger's, hey, I'm trying to figure out, you know, this pastor. Oh, Mike Winger has a whole verse-by-verse Bible study. So there's so many resources out there on YouTube that can really help us out in terms of understanding these things. So, bonus! Told you guys there'd be a bonus one. Gotquestions.org. Now, this isn't really... This isn't really for verse-by-verse Bible study necessarily, but GodQuestions.org is one of the dopest resources for, I mean, just about anything you could think of, okay? They have a lot of questions. It's usually fairly reasonable, and you could just put in anything. So let's look at um, Jesus is the Word. Let's see what comes up. What do John 1, 1 and John 14 mean when they declare that Jesus is the Word of God. And here is a, a commentary, a free commentary, again, an explanation, and gotquestions.org also has a YouTube channel that covers some of the same topics. Now, to be fair, gotquestions.org is, uh, they, they lean a bit reformed. They're probably like four-point Calvinists, so you just, you know, you know that they're going to come from an angle that's going to be a bit more reformed if that's a problem for you. I'm just being transparent. It's not a problem for me. I don't really identify as a five-point Calvinist, but I think the stuff that they do is really good on just about every topic I've seen. I think it's really solid. It's very reasonable. I mean, you could literally put in anything. You could put in social justice. You could put in political issues in there, and they'll have just a basic breakdown of these things. You don't need to be an expert in the Greek, but a little bit of Greek helps. You don't need some scholar who's going to sit there and teach you everything. But hey, we're gonna, you know, church is important. Community is important. Elders are important. We'll talk more about that on the channel. 
All of these things can help us get to a place of not just having this lone ranger, it's me, and I'm going to read it, and, and, and the Bible is, you know, is going to just tell me everything I need to know. When you factor in that there is a language barrier, when you factor in that we have to understand why there's different translations so that we can get a better understanding of it, it will come alive and it will drive us to have an application point with these things. And I'm my heart is that we would all grow and become biblically literate, that we would all grow and have a better understanding of what the scriptures say, of what the New Testament is, of what the gospels are, of how the Old Testament foreshadows the New Testament. And ultimately, how do we apply this to our lives? How does this practically look in our day-to-day routine? And it starts with just having a humility and approach to the scriptures that a lot of times we really don't have. And, and here's here's my, 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 my heart. A lot of what I do with this channel, I just, just want to be fully transparent. A lot of what I do with this channel is I'm not trying to teach you guys what to think. I want you guys to learn how to think around scripture. I want you guys to learn how to approach the scriptures on your own. This isn't me just like proclaiming stuff and be like, well, this is right. This is wrong. If you guys notice a lot of the conversations we have on this channel is intentionally creating tension so that the Holy Spirit can work in your life and reveal himself to you. Excuse me. But in the essentials, we should all be able to approach the scriptures and get the general themes of these things. If you don't know where to start right now, if you don't know where to start, start in the gospel of John, start in the gospel of John chapter a day, just start with a chapter a day. I mean, that's a few minutes. Check out the, the blue letter translation. If you have word sticks out to you, go down the rabbit hole, figure out what that word means in the Greek. If you, if you want to hear it, I like listening and reading, read it, hear it. Uh, and then also I recommend for a lot of folks, I've been doing a proverb a day because there's 31 proverbs in the book of Proverbs. Most months have 31 days. I love proverbs. So if, if I'm starting, if I don't know where to start, just start right in the gospel of John translation, NIV, ESV, NLT. I like reading all of them. Honestly, I, I kind of jump around um, and I jump and I jump into proverbs every single day. So that is how I study the Bible. Hopefully, this simplified it a little bit and gave you some confidence to go into your daily life and just live with the word, man. Blessings to you. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. You can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche. I have a free training in the description of this video. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next video. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode. Shout out to you probably means you're rocking with what we're doing. And again, we ain't got no sponsors on this show and I'm going to keep it that way. But what you can do to keep it sponsor free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me, best way to hop into a group Zoom call, and the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.